This is ColorWorks Radio, and I'm your host, Justin Baker. With me this week is Burley Brown and Will Hutnick, two artists who are featured at ColorWorks Gallery in the upcoming exhibition, Northern Lights, that opens January 31st. The work in this exhibition creates a surreal and vibrant visual experience. Much like the bright dancing lights of the North, these artists do too. So listen up. Uh, well, you guys, uh, again, thank you for being here. Um, your two painters featured in our, uh, would you call yourself a painter? Yeah. Is that, yeah. I, I say painter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would think so. Looks yeah. Like it looks like painting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Burley, you're a painter too. Yeah. Uh, but um, you guys are two of the artists uh, in our upcoming uh, Colorworks uh, Northern Lights show, which is, um, I find very, like, you know, visually interesting group of artists um, coming together to create I, I think what the curator wanted and I'm, I don't know who that is at this moment it could be Maddie or it could be Elizabeth or team effort probably but um, you know the idea is this kind of um, you know color blast experience or light experience um, that maybe awakens the senses in some way hmm. uh, from the winter um, that's kind of maybe I'm <laughs> I'm putting too much into it, but um, so your work, uh, the two of you, your your two, Will, you're working on a, a joint effort with Mark uh, Epstein, mm-hmm. who's at the gallery right now, working mm-hmm. fiercely. <laughs> you guys both have some uh, individual works, um, and then Burley, you have a, a group of paintings you're showing. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess I'm curious because uh, I was reading your your statements um, the other night and. I, you know, with artist statements, I don't always like to hold people's feet to the fire, but I, I found it very mm-hmm. interesting about your work because I thought they like really made sense. And, um, Will, you were talking about this, this one thing, um, about like finding, like creating your, your space within this larger context. Mm-hmm. Like your, your work was kind of about creating space. Uh, in a larger context. And Burley, I, even though you approached it differently, you talked more about like these kind of mythical ideas of like looking forward and looking back and how those two things intersect. I found it too as kind of about creating um, a way, uh, a type of place for someone to maybe meditate or, you know, mm-hmm. exist. So I was wondering if you guys could maybe expand on that a little bit and talk a little bit more about your work and maybe what those things mean. And, um, I don't know, Will, do you want to start at all or? Sure. Um, yeah, I, I think that there's like two or there's like a few kind of notions around time and space that I'm interested in or trying to grapple with. Um, I mean, on a formal level, I'm very conscious of making some dis- decisions that are pretty quick and maybe some pretty um, spontaneous or process-based decisions then intermixed and kind of abutted against to very kind of deliberate and uh, slowed down moves. Mm-hmm. So there is definitely a conscious decision to create different moments of time that kind of exist on this simultaneous playing field that hopefully these planes and these shapes that I create are maybe 
interlocking puzzle pieces or continents that are slowly sliding together and you know they're they're joining just for this exact moment mm-hmm. you know i i um i think i always go back to like notions around like just or th- looking at clouds that are just slowly dissipating or forming mm-hmm. and, you know and, it's, and just one second later you just missed everything or it's just completely new so i hope that there's this moment of time within the work where it's it's not quite there yet that you were in this moment of potential of something slowly making its way to form or dissipating or both mm-hmm. that that it's just not this fixed thing right in your in your work you you did talk about like <clears throat> um using like stencil type mm-hmm. uh techniques yeah I kind of see that in some of them where it's like referencing something that you, you might know Mm -hmm. and it, you know, maybe gives the viewer something to latch onto or whatever. Yeah. I mean, just in, in describing your work, it's, it's very textural, but it it also Mm -hmm. has this kind of flatness to it that is interesting. Um, and I, you know, this is all from me looking at your, uh, your website or, you know, the things I just saw in the gallery and Mm -hmm. So, so Burley, go, going to you. I mean, mm-hmm. and part of this, I, you know, I'm curious with you guys because, um, it, it's abstract work, and but you guys put this, you put this really these clear ideas in it. At least to me, mm-hmm. that I find fascinating. And you know, as somebody who's like a, you know, I'm a photographer, um, but I I do make these kind of collagey abstract photographs. Mm-hmm. I have a, like I, you know, I think about this a lot, and I'm always. I look at a lot of painting too, and I'm curious, like, to hear, like, how you guys talk about it. But, Barley, maybe talk about your process for a minute. Uh, yeah. Um, <coughs> well, something that you said was sort of like mythical qualities, um, and I'm very interested in that in, in sort of like um, storytelling. So, some of my paintings maybe have a little bit more of a story. Um, that I'm kind of moving from or going from, but a lot of my work, newer work, which is in the show, it's all probably from the last year, um, has just been exploring these different textural materials. Um, I've been a painter for a long time, specifically with like oil paint, and I was just starting to feel like a little stuck, and um, like I just wanted to. Um, t- try something with more more body to it and oil paint has like a very nice body to it um but something that something a little more tactile Mm -hmm. and part of that is kind of in response to um maybe i think seeing a lot of work through instagram a lot of artists work um on there and Mm. uh you know growing up in nebraska <clears throat> a lot of the work that I was looking at were in textbooks or online. And, you know, a lot of these paintings now I've been able to kind of see in person and feeling maybe, uh, I mean, really excited to see this work in person. It's still work that I love, but feeling maybe a little let down by the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of this like newer work is just, um, just very much about surface and, and texture difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you use like 
at the gallery, just seeing now, I mean, some of that looks like, is it sand or is it there? I know there's some bead stuff in there. Yeah. Some of it is like pumice, um, mm. painty pumice or dried paint skins. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it is like various sizes of glass beads, um, mm-hmm. like super fine glass beads. And then there's like larger ones and they all kind of catch light a little bit differently. And, um, I'm really interested in that and how the, the paintings, they, they look very different kind of depending on the environment that they're in and how much mm. light that they get. And I, mm-hmm. it's been frustrating in terms of, I can't like get maybe super great images of them mm. yet. I'm still working with that. Right. But, um, I like what they do in person. Yeah. I mean, I think your work specifically needs to be seen in person because it has Mm -hmm. such textural quality to it that is like um, so important for the viewer to experience, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Yeah. So I think the photograph would always feel flat, you know, like not not, you know, how the painting registers. Uh, Talking about like that experience of like looking at a lot of work in books and on Instagram and what did you say feeling disappointed when you saw it in person or I mean I don't want to say disappointed it's always like this kind of magical experience of like seeing a work you know Mm -hmm. that I've maybe been looking at in books or online Mm -hmm. for a long time or following certain artists yeah um it so I don't (laughs) I'm I'm hesitant to say disappointed um I think a lot of times I just wish that there's more paint on the surface. More paint, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, so that's kind of where, um, I, I guess, kind of where I'm coming from with making the paintings. Now, yeah. that's not to say that like uh, work that doesn't have a certain surface that I'm, I don't like or I'm not interested in it. It's, mm. It was just something that I kind of keyed into. Do, do you think that there's like a, there was a conscious decision then that to make the paintings as textural or multimedia as you can, so you have to have this experiential viewing of the work that it that you know having this digital platform like it's great to disseminate the work, but mm-hmm. you you actually can't experience it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's n- it's not like with the, you know I don't say normal work, but it, but other works which are flatter, where you're like I get the gist of it, but um, it almost seems like there's a more of a uh, a rebellious act or um you know you're you're really not just like inviting people to see in person you're like compelling that to take place so i i guess i was curious if if that decision is based upon um or the the decision for mixed media is is thinking about you know a call to action for people to experience the work um a little bit <laughs> i guess like um a lot of these materials are, are pretty new to me so um I don't like, um, but I think part of it is like this rebellion uh, a little bit. Um, and, you know, it's like, of course, you want people to like come out and like see your see your work. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I don't know that I've thought through it all that much yet. Um, part of it is also just, you know, scrolling through on the cell phone, you have like this kind of glossy surface. Mm-hmm. Um and <laughs> this is surface yeah yeah, yeah. no and, it's funny i mean do you guys i, I mean I, I want to circle back to that just for a second because you know as artists i find and this is something i talked about with julie torres from lab space mm. um how important instagram is to her mm. endeavors as a curator i mean will you said you're a curator burley you work in a museum 
Um, but also as artists, do you, do you find that, I mean, I, I personally do that. Instagram is such a great tool mm-hmm. for seeing work that never maybe could have been seen outside of that circle. You know, like if you mm-hmm. knew that person or, you know, or sharing your work, um, Will, does that play a part of like mm-hmm. your practice at all, I guess? Yeah, I, I, it's, I don't want to say it's like love, hate, but I, I definitely think it's Instagram is a very important tool and it's a great way to build community and stay connected. Yeah. And, you know, not now that I'm not in New York City, I'm not in too far away, but um, I think it's a great way to yeah still further be connected to mm-hmm. um, relationships that I had fostered or grown in the city. Um, but just, you know, a broader, converse, larger conversations around art. Um, but, you know, I guess the the reverse of that is <clears throat> I was talking to someone about this the other day is the amount of times to that you'd say like, oh, I saw the show right? because you saw a documentation yeah. <clears throat> of the show. And it's yeah, it's like not bad. You're not like lying or anything. You're like I physically have I've seen some things. Yeah, but um, it's so I definitely get that there's physical limitations. You can't you can't be everywhere. Even mm-hmm. if you're in a major city, you, there's no way you're going to be able to see all the shows. So it is an important tool. But I think also a lot of people, and I'm guilty of this sometimes myself, that you're using it as a crutch to maybe not go out or participate, or uh-huh. it's it can become an easy access and right. an easy tool if you're like scrolling or if you're like oh i'm engaged in this platform but there's still a superficial nature to it right okay but it i think for the most part it's very positive it's just yeah. it's like hard to ignore like that that is like its own little beast mm-hmm. yeah yeah I'd, I'd agree with that i think that there have been times um you know, like, yeah, like seeing seeing the work online and then being like, oh, well, um, you know, I'd maybe gone to plan to go see a particular show, but, you know, life gets in the way and you get busy. And right, right. it is like this, like every work, it has a different, it has like an energy in person that you aren't really mm. getting mm-hmm. from from Instagram right. or online. Um, to go back to the to the Northern Lights show that you guys are working on, um uh, well, how, how do you approach, do you approach like, cause you're working on this, um, wall painting, drawing kind of piece with, with Mark, mm-hmm. do you approach that? How differently is that to approach, uh, than you say would like a, a painting, mm-hmm. like you're just working on your studio. Like, how do you kind of shift gears yeah. for that? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's actually completely different. Um, yeah, Mark and I have <clears throat> kind of, uh, We've done a few projects together. Like the first was a demo project in Springfield, Illinois, in 2016. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of actually at the four-year anniversary, which was nice. Um, and we painted the whole inside of that gallery. Um, so we, you know, there's Mark and I. I think separately have have a few moves and um, techniques that we kind of are able to like jumpstart the work. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, there's a lot of like printmaking or mono printing ish techniques that happen on the, on the raw canvas and then I'm able to respond once there's some information town. So without having maybe that as a crutch, you know, these three walls, which we're doing this wall-based work on is pretty overwhelming and a little <laughs> intimidating. But I think when we got to ColorWorks on Friday, we recognized that, you know, we're also in a time crunch. We have like two and a half days. Mm-hmm. 
it's go. So you, we kind of just put down some large shapes and information mm-hmm. and then there was something to respond to and to feed off of each other's. Mm-hmm. And I think working collaboratively is a great way to get it out of each other's heads and to, you know, become less self-conscious about individual shapes or marks. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's become more and more important. Um, I think both in my individual practice is <clears throat> putting roadblocks in the way so you can actually, you know, hopefully not um, become, stay too much in your head. Right. Mm. Those first couple of marks you put down or shapes on the wall, were, was, were you in conversation with each, with each other or would one of you do something, walk away, the other one come up or was that kind of like, mm. how planned out was that? I'm curious. Uh, not really <laughs> no, planned yeah. out. Yeah, I think we, we started with just each of us doing one or two things, going for it. And then after separately, there was some information down like standing back and kind of assessing, you yeah. know, what, what's, what's already happened and then kind of having a little like floor plan from mm-hmm. there. Um, but it, it's been a real gift and a great opportunity to work like this. And there's so much trust that ColorWorks has like place to just, mm-hmm. you know, give us keys and, and hope for the best, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, which, which is, it's which all is, on you. It's not, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, and it's great. It, it's nice to, to have, it's like a very specific challenge, especially because it's, you know, it's set parameters with the walls and set parameters right. with, you know, limited days. Right. So you, um, you do have a, a box to like work in you have these three walls in this many hours. Yeah. You're, you're like going X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Kind of make it happen. Could we go back to your, to your process of, of painting a little bit um, of maybe, getting started because you know when I first saw your work I um they had this kind of in my mind there's a collage feel to them Mm -hmm. now you talked about um like a printmaking process Mm -hmm. like kind of uh, monotype um which is just applying ink to one surface and then putting it down Mm -hmm. um how does that I mean how do you get started I guess can yeah. explain that a little more? Yeah. Um, so I do. I also have a background kind of making cl- a lot of collages in the past and a screen printing background. Okay. Um, not like, you know, a capital P like printmaker, but right. you know, screen printing is in my back pocket. Um, the last few years, I've kind of started by working on like large unstretched canvas and using either uh, black ink or black paint or black gesso and kind of using various rollers or sometimes squeegees or just putting down paint and then pressing that surface against itself or numerous surfaces Mm -hmm. to get all those pseudo mirrored like um fractal you know textures and passages so that that's how a lot of the work is formed and how a lot of shapes kind of repeat themselves Mm -hmm. so it kind of mirrors screen printing to a certain extent i guess mono printing it's like I'm like just various ways to you, you do mono printing or use those that ethos. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I, I like that. Then there becomes it kind of references um, photography or stop motion ish, maybe because uh-huh. of the repetition of some forms. Um, so I like that that there's like pinpoints and along the way without being so directly mm-hmm. like this actually is a photo transfer. No, it's just kind of alluding to representing one thing. It's yeah. like the ghost imprint, right, right. which is what I'm most drawn to. Okay. Oh, that's fascinating. 
I like though that uh, you say like it gives you something to respond to, mm-hmm. you know. So there's like slightly like by that process, there's like a, a little bit of chance that happens. Absolutely, because you might not exactly know how it prints or what happens, and totally, you're kind of going in. Um, I guess uh, to you, Burley. I mean, with those images, they're just so dense. Like, where where do you start with those? Do you do you does it start from a drawing? Does it start from like an idea? Um, some of so like I have two larger works. It seems like all my larger works they start with uh, like a collage, um, really, or drawing and collage. Um, you know, magazine or paper. Uh-huh. A lot of digital collage as well. Um, and then my smaller works have just been about kind of responding to the material. Um, and not really having a plan in mind. Because um, I think for me, I, I used to work in this way where I'd really like plan out a painting mm-hmm. and then make it and then, um, I don't know, either be really in love with it or super disappointed by it. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it was slowing me down in a lot mm. of ways or, you know, I'd maybe make like one big painting every now and then, um, you know, and I'll spend like a lot of time. Um, I feel like I need a lot of time to look in between mm-hmm. layers. So the smaller, all my smaller works are just trying to get away from that and not really think too much and not get stuck in my head about how something is looking um, and just kind of uh, throwing, like throwing on materials maybe letting it sit for a while. I'll have like a ton of small pieces I'm kind of working on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then exploring different, like the pumice, the glass beads. Also been using just some um, metal flashing and um, like holographic sticky paper. Mm. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Huh. That's fascinating. But the the larger ones in the gallery now, you say those <coughs> start as like a collage process? Yeah, or they'll start from, like, an image. Uh-huh. Um, you, I'm very... There's the time of, like, the morning, like, right before sunrise or just right at sunrise and then, like, mm-hmm. sunset, kind of magic hour times that, um, you know, I'll go outside and take pictures of the sky or um, mm. really okay. drawn to um, the sky. Yeah. Um, and... And so, and so those paintings are kind of just about, I guess, about the sky. Um, Mm. And so they'll start maybe like with an image and then I'll do maybe a little drawing associated with it. Um, And then I might bring those together, collage them together in like Photoshop and then use some of the Photoshop filters and um, to manipulate the image. Mm -hmm. Okay. Make it. And then make it on the canvas. Oh, that's interesting. I like that idea of the computer happening in there. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's just a selfish thing because that's kind of how I work. You know, everything starts in the computer, then it moves into the real world where I'm cutting it up and then mm-hmm. all this other wacky stuff. Um, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, Will, your your work has like almost like a photo look at time. Like there's mm-hmm. like a little bit of something going on there. It feels like it has yeah, yeah. this digital reference or I mean is there anything of that like that you're thinking about like with the work as it's being made like hmm. this kind of mechanical process I, I think more in terms of um, 
printmaking. Yeah. Yes, like referencing a mechanical hand. Um, but I mean, absolutely, there's I think an influence from just you know, you know, the year we're in and having social media's like direct influence mm-hmm. upon work and computer screens. Yeah. As, as a way that is kind of um, that my work or some of the moves kind of reference a digital or a virtual space uh-huh. without it being like, I'm actually terrible at Photoshop. I can't do, <laughs> I'm, I have like a kind of phobia of a lot of technology. Oh really? I'm oh, like, interesting. I've only mastered very recently how to like turn on our TV properly. Oh, really? <laughs> and like, yeah, my husband just like laughs at me. He's like, you're just like sitting in the dark. Um, but so uh, yeah, so I'm not using, I guess, technology per se as a tool. Right. But I think um, I like that it's actually still creeping its way in. It's percolating. There. It's, per- it's yeah. percolating. It's brewing. So it's kind of um, maybe giving some treasure or some hint of that that discourse mm-hmm. um, without being so invested in in like a Photoshop aesthetic. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, well, to to wrap things up, and I don't mean to like put this bigger question out there, but I'm I'm gonna take it up because, like, I find the two of you as as uh, as painters, as as artists, and you talked about it now and like in this year, um, and just the things I'm seeing, like abstraction or painting in general, feels so vibrant these days, mm. and there's like all these ways it's communicating differently. I mean. Um, Mark's um, not here, but his work in the show deals with like, um, you know, all these ideas of pattern um, and, you know, like the um, geometric painting from long ago to like he mentions the pattern of a tablecloth, you know, and Mm. how these things kind of come together, like the low and high culture. Um, And you guys, the things you're making seem so relevant um, I, I wonder if you had any thoughts on like what it means to be uh, an abstract painter today or if you're noticing any trends or um, or maybe you don't think it's vibrant. I don't I don't know. I'm curious what you guys think about that. Any thoughts? I mean, it's kind of a big question. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I think just making making work in general is and, you know, being an artist and being in that space is a. Uh, a fairly uh, strong political act, yeah. You know, maybe not like uh, intensely political, but I think there's, yeah. Um, I think just the the field that we're in and the community that we that we're engaging with and mm-hmm. wanting to, you know, open up larger conversations through you know art. I think, um, yeah. There, so there is something that's pretty potent and pretty time sensitive about just just the fact of like making. Uh huh. That I think is as maybe maybe that that's always been there, you know. Uh-huh. But I think um, I maybe don't know. Not though, you know. I don't it, know. It, it's hard to think about like you know. I'm I'm not, I'm not making political work. You know, right. I'm glad that there's people making mm-hmm. big political statements and really, you know, they're outside of uh, institutions and they're they're being loud and mm-hmm. hopefully that's where like other change is happening. And yeah. because I recognize like. I can't do that and I can't be that facilitator. Like what, what are the ways where I can still like engage in a community and um, hopefully facilitate conversations in a supportive community. And I mm-hmm. feel like making work and then curating shows and making space for other artists 
to make their work seems to be like an important action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. And I, you know, there's, there's a lot of like pleasure and rest and joy. I think that comes into like making work. And for me, it's very important to like my well being and, hmm. <laughs> you know, like our culture is very much driven towards production <coughs> and, um, uh, you know, doing and, um, so in that, in that way, I guess it's, um, an act of resistance, but, uh, uh-huh. I also don't, uh, you know, I don't think of my work as political and I don't really make political work, but, um, uh, a lot of it is kind of based on feelings too and, um, internal kind of tactile feelings. And I think that's something that, um, I, I want more people to pay attention to like mm. in, in their own bodies and in their yeah. own lives. I, I could see that for sure. I mean, that's very, those are important things though. You know, like I, I think you're, what you were saying moments ago about like looking at a screen and maybe challenging that notion of surface mm. is like, it's very, it's a, it's a very, it's like, um, it's a simple statement, but it's very powerful, you know? And like this idea of, you know, surface and you know i it's interesting um it's like challenging some traditions too i think so like i know mark and i talk a lot about having our work also both collaboratively but like separately kind of framed in in a a queer discourse as well yeah and maybe because of notion or some um pattern making or vibrant colors or what have you that um that there are like maybe heteronormative um traditions or systems in place and by working around those or into those yeah that there's like a way to like get that little jab in or yeah yeah. you know and like so so i think that that notion of of challenging what's at play whether it's what you see or how you feel it seems like pretty radical even if it's this radical like vulnerability without being the loudest radical um action possible right right yeah no, and you, in uh, what I was reading uh, yesterday, you had this this great word um, that you used as describing that jab. It was um, interstitial. Okay. Was that the word? Do you remember? Probably. I feel yeah, like yeah. I on and off either take that word in or out of statements. Okay. Because I, I think it's a little too buzzy um, at the okay. moment. But but uh, well, I like I like it as. Um, but it perfectly describes what you're space. saying. Yeah, that's you true. Know, and, it, and it's very, like, I'm going to be honest, I had to look it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, oh, okay. You know, and like, in the, the, the flow of, um, you know, the, how it sets the tone mm. for everything else that you say is yeah, important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I'm just confessing to my lack of intelligence but mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I, I thought it was very important you know and this idea mm-hmm. and you and you know what's so funny though is that you and mark your your statements about like queerness and in in that aspect of jabbing like kind of like working it in there it was mm-hmm. was so similar in a way but di- from different angles mm-hmm. you know um he talked about like the hanky code or oh yeah yeah <laughs> there was some uh, other things in there that were kind of interesting, but no, I, I, I don't know where we're ending, but I thought it was very, <laughs> very interesting. Um, 
And it's brilliant to hear you say that, Burley, and Will, too. So thank you, guys. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, no, it, it's fun. I I like to hear from painters. I, I have this, like, <coughs> you know, I'm not a painter, but I, I make work that some people say is, like, painterly. Um, but I'm a photographer, and... You know, I, I love painting and I, I love to hear you guys talk about how you think about it. Because to me, it's it's so foreign. You know, it mm. has like this, like I would be terrified if someone gave me a canvas or, you know, someone did at one point. Yeah. I was terrified. <laughs> and, I, and I think it's like, you know, a bold action to take. I, to me, it, it blows my mind. I don't know. I don't know how you guys do it. Mm. Um, because I have to set up all these like things to get through. You know, like I have the computer and then I it comes mm-hmm. out and it, you know, it's this paper thing. And then I have to photograph it and then I bring it back to the computer. <laughs> There's like all these yeah. steps to get around. <laughs> I mean, which in a little bit, you know, it sounds like what you guys do in some way. It sounds actually pretty similar, especially. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I, I think you, you talked about I don't know if your work is is, is a um, collage in its final iteration or if you're then re-photographing a collage surface. That's kind of what happens. Okay. Yeah. Because it actually seems pretty, I mean, <laughs> appropriate to building surfaces. And, you know, I think of some of Burley's passages with these very textured, like, glass beads and pumice and materials that then sit at a butt against painted surfaces. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, it seems like this alchemist, this, um, uh, I'm not going to say that word. I think I'm mispronouncing it. It's this like alchemaic, alchemaic yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. process of yeah. just you know, but a, but a, a slow process, like a slow yeah. recipe that's being built. It's painful. There's, yeah, yeah. Like um, I I was I made a lot of like woodcut prints mm. in undergraduate, um, and I feel like my painting practice is informed Very, by that mm. yeah yeah um yeah i started as a printmaker sort of you know i was photography printmaking but mm-hmm. there's something about that printmaking process that's very um to me it, it opened up to like and i think what you said will is like it gives you something to respond to mm-hmm. you know like it's like this kind of chance thing that happens and you're like well it's not totally chance but you're like oh okay mm-hmm. now i can do this you know and seeing that well anyways um yeah. Well, you guys make me feel better. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really, it's a, it's a pleasure to hear from you guys. And I'm excited about the show and uh, to see your work finalized and up and everything is going to be beautiful. So, uh, yeah, Northern Lights. You guys are the two, two stalwarts of it. Two, two, yeah, two of two, <laughs> two more. Two of two more. Two of four. Well, yeah. you're here talking to me, so I like you guys more. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, Mark and Esther. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, okay. Well, thank you guys. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. As always, thanks for listening. Please check out Northern Lights. Colorworks Gallery, opening January 31st from 5 to 8 p.m. If you don't know, the theme music is by The Fit.